the college football experience Air Force Falcon season preview 2.0 episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store, and it is your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. So grab that thing for free today and let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Season preview 2.0 episode. My name is Kobe Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. <laughs> you thought I was just gonna give you one Air Force podcast? You don't know Pick Dundee very well, my friends, because if you did know me, you would know I love the service academies, I love college football, and I love triple option football. And that is why I had to get my guy on. He came on the show last year. Uh, so, right now, give it up for uh, my guy, Rick Baum, that he runs the history of Air Force football. He's just he's plugged into the Air Force football program. How you doing, Rick? And thanks for joining us again to talk Air Force Falcon football. Hey, how are you uh, in sunny California today? So yeah, yeah, I'm doing good, but I'm waiting for the season, man. I doing all these previews. I get jacked up. I'm ready to. I'm ready to run through the wall. You know, especially talking. You know, growing up, I grew up in Washington D.C. Uh, and I, I was a huge fan of air force more, more than any other service Academy. They had, I think, uh, Bo Morgan and Blaine Morgan. And I was just as much air force football as I could get. They were coming on late over there and it was just, uh, it was just fantastic. So uh, I, I, I had they're near and dear to my heart, all the service academies, but especially air force and air force football. I love watching them and I'm always rooting for them to win the mountain West. And uh and I'm excited to talk Falcon football with you, brother. So here we are. I, I, I know we did an episode already and I know yeah, 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 yeah. I think you heard it. I think you told me that, but let's just start from, from scratch here. Troy Calhoun is just, I think one of the best coaches in college football. And I think, yeah, I read all these publications that say, oh, you know, the top 25 coaches, 
and they never have a service Academy coach on there, which just blows my mind. It's almost like they're just trying to cater to the biggest audiences because that is inaccurate. If you do not have Troy Calhoun in your top 20 coaches, I think you are not doing a good job covering college football. All right. Talk to me about Troy Calhoun and what th- this guy is unbelievable. I mean, he, his, his record at air force is a uh, 111 and 75. He's coming off t- a 10 win season. He's returning a ton of production. What, talk to me about Troy Calhoun and, and what do you think is like, why is no one else contacting him or, 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 or if they are contacting, which I would assume, uh, why is it that he is, is comfortable staying there in Colorado Springs? Well, I'll tell you what, first and foremost, I, I really appreciate being on my favorite show. You're the only, uh, only person brave enough to put this mug on. So that that's good. The, the other five or six, uh, definitely just, just use the Falcon emblem. So they're less brave than you are. Um, and you know, and to your question, um, man, I, I feel very fortunate, you know, to have coach Calhoun here. And if you look at his, his pedigree, it's, it makes sense, right? So quarterback at the Academy, he was on our best team, 12 and one um, during his time there was a grad assistant, um, spent some time uh, as offensive coordinator at Ohio university, wake forest um, went to the Denver Broncos was an offensive assistant there went with Gary Kubiak to the Houston Texans was their offensive coordinator in 2006 coached guys like uh, Andre Johnson and David Carr. I mean, he he's an offensive mind, right? Well, uh, Fisher, De, Fisher DeBerry leaves. Who's the first call air force makes. Yeah. And that was in 2007. And if you don't know who Fisher DeBerry is people, you need to know college football coaching legend, but yeah, in 2007, they, they, they uh, Troy Calhoun takes over. People are wondering, even myself wondering, oh, man, is this program going to take a hit? Not the case because Calhoun has done a, a fantastic job. I alluded to this on our, our previous air force episode. They, they, they have wins against Notre Dame. They, they almost knocked off Oklahoma in Norman. Um, they've beaten some I mean, they beat the Colorado Buffaloes uh, recently uh, just a couple years ago. Um, and they welcome them to Colorado Springs this year. Air Force just keeps a good Washington State. Uh, Coach Leach, good friend of the program, our boy, took an L to Troy Calhoun and uh, and uh, the Air Force Falcons in in a bowl game not that long ago. Um, you look at what he's done. I think it's unbelievable. But why do you think you think he's content on staying there, uh, or is it or is it a fact a, a factor of like you know they're just not calling because he, he's running the triple option? I'm telling you right now. Um, they are calling. He is a very low key individual. Um, I was around him in 2020 when CU had a vacancy. He did interview for it. I, I know for a fact that he was on their short list. Uh, he re-upped with Air Force and they uh, got Carl Durrell, who will be facing, like you said, uh, the second game of this year. So he has interest, but more than that, he has a loyalty to his alma mater, like I've never seen. Um, the guy is in love with air force and man, we are too. Yeah. I mean, I, I look, I'm not even, I, you know, I'm just a guy over here that, that watches college football from a bird's eye view. But I, I, I actually, 
I, I mean, part of me would love to see him at a, at a big time school, but part of me also loves what he does at air force. So I'm kind of in a good spot regardless, but I mean, uh, there must watch TV for me each and every week. Now you look at last season, it was a great year. Once again, they returned 12 starters back. I consider it basically 12. Yes. They're breaking in two new starters on the O line, but they have started multiple games. Um, and they had the number one rushing offense in the country a season ago. So why wouldn't that be the case again this year, Rick? Well, I'll tell you what, to your point, if you, uh, if you count that last bowl game win against Louisville, this team is returning 72% of their starters from that lineup. And last year, the question mark was offensive line. They were, they were all brand new with one exception this year. It's the opposite. You know, where we have experienced guys, recognized guys, and to your point, they're in a system that they can thrive in. Yeah. I mean, uh, I actually think, and, and you seem to be the team that year in year out, you know, I know for a long time, it seemed like Boise state was the team to beat in the mountain West. Uh, maybe they've dropped off a little bit with Andy Avalos there, but they still, even the best years with Chris Peterson, they still struggled against the air force Falcons. And I feel like, you know, uh, coming into this season with all this re- production returning and the fact uh, that that you're bringing back your quarterback, your offensive coordinator has been there 13 years, the continuity um, getting uh, your, your star tight end, Kyle Patterson back. I, I actually think they should be mentioned the air force Falcons. You guys should be mentioned in the, in contention to win the mountain West conference. Like what are your expectations coming into the year? (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, Um, first of all, we like, you know, we like the fact that just like last season, we're a little bit under the radar, which is, you know, perfect given the, the military motif, right? We want to kind of sneak up on you. Um, You know, my expectations, to be honest with you, and you mentioned this in your last broadcast, you know, we, we've got the potential to go undefeated. We've got the potential to, to win the, the mountain West, you know, not only our division, but the entire conference. Um, those are my expectations. You know, there's, there's some things that I could see where people would be like, you know, well, it could go this way and it could go that way. Primarily uh, Brad Roberts had some pretty significant knee surgery. Uh, Hazik Daniels had a clean out procedure on his shoulder. So there are some things that if they don't align, sure, we could slide back down there, but my, my expectations are high. Yeah. And, and, and I, I really don't see the weakness of where you would say, well, this team's going to drop off now. I, I get it. I still took, I took the under on their, on their projections, but overall, like I said, bringing back the offensive coordinator, it's been there 13. That's the longest tenure, by the way, in, in all of college football for an offensive coordinator. Oh man, that, that guy's special Colby. He, uh, Mike Thiessen, he took over in, in Oh nine. Not only was he, uh, the offensive player of the year as a quarterback at, at air force, he was also an all American center fielder for our baseball team drafted by the Arizona diamondbacks. This guy is air force athletics. And it, it shows in our offense. It shows in the success love having Mike. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he seems to be fantastic at what he does. Now I ask you this question. I asked you last year, this question, uh, 
okay. We know Hazik Daniels is a very good quarterback. We know Brad Roberts is a monster at the fullback slash running back position. Uh, we know Kyle Patterson, who even though he missed the season a year ago, uh, is a very good tight end. Um, what what are some guys that maybe aren't on our radar that don't follow the program? You know, extremely close. Um, we try to we try to do it extremely close, but maybe you know you're up there. You 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 go to practices stuff like that. You see things that we don't see. What what? Give me a name or two of someone that I maybe maybe could jump out and and make a big difference this year that I'm not maybe seeing when I, when I review air force football. Well, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, by position behind Brad, we got us, we have uh, Emmanuel Michelle at fullback. He, you know, he's a guy that, that averaged, you know, seven plus yards a, a carry. We've got a, a bruiser uh, Omar Fatah behind him. Uh, now on the tailback position, we've got Deandre Hughes returning We've got John Lee Eldridge, who looks to be a stud. He posts his workout videos. I actually have to take a nap after them. Um, you know, and one of the guys that that you're going to hear from, and it, he's going to come out of left field for a lot of us, but for other people, we're waiting for this, right? And his name is Zach Larrier. Zach was listed as our third quarterback last year. Um, he did get in some games, averaged just under nine yards a carry. He is the um, two-time 200-meter champion for the Mountain West Conference. This guy flies. And, you know, we talked to Coach this offseason, and, and a lot of the questions that he got was, how are we going to get Zach the ball? And Coach said that we are going to have him at a featured position and he'll be in the rotation. Um, you know, I hear it's at tailback. Coach said it might be at, at the slot receiver. Whatever, get him the ball, right? Yeah, yeah. It sounds that sounds fantastic. Um, now, the, I, that was the offensive side of the ball. That's that's very good to know because I had no idea about that. By the way, defensively, oh, Air Force only had the fourth ranked defense in the country last year. Now you do lose your DC. Uh, he's off John Radinsky uh, to uh, to Virginia, Virginia. and uh, you you promoted within, which is once again the thing that I love about Air Force, and they keep it in family. Brian Nor going to get the the shot, former linebacker coach there, and I think he's still going to coach the linebackers. But uh, what about defensively? I know you bring back some some big time guys, Trey Taylor at the safety spot, uh, Camby Golf, and uh, Alex Mock, and and Vince Sanford, but. Is there there's some guys maybe we're not seeing that we need to just say, hey, circle this guy. He's gonna be a difference maker when it comes to Falcon football this year. You know, I'll tell you, there's there's a couple guys that I think of. And and uh yeah, you're right about Coach Nor. He's got a good pedigree, uh, was a DC at Wake Forest also. Um, you know, another another Air Force guy, right? So yeah. the uh, you know, the thing that I see on the defensive side of the ball, you lose Jordan Jackson drafted by the New Orleans saints. Um, you're, you're thinking, man, you know, things, things might be a little rough on this side. We've got uh, Christopher Herrera jr. He's going to have a breakout year. He he's been solid all the way back to, to the 2019 cheese it bowl. Um, we've, we've got the guy opposite him is a guy by the name of Jaden Theargood, big guy, a lot of potential, you know, linebackers, are probably our most solid position. 
We've got, um, you mentioned Alex Mock, TD Blackman, the stud Vince Sanford, you know, 17 tackles behind the line, nine and a half sacks. There's a guy, though, you know, kind of like I mentioned with Zach Larrier on offense. There's a guy by the name of Bo Richter. Bo started to get playing time. He forced his way off of special teams, uh, got a pick against Nevada, uh, a timely pick in a three-overtime victory from Carson Strong, of all people. And uh, Bo is a kid out of Naperville, Illinois, who did not play or organized football until his junior year of high school. You know, with the exception of some peewee stuff, he was basically a basketball slash lacrosse guy. This guy gets in there and they, they can't get him off the field. And he is a physical freak. I'm excited for this kid. He's going to be one that next year you're going to say, man, Rick, you really knocked it out of the park with Bo. You know, last year it, for for us, it was Trey Taylor, our safety. You know, he's related to Ed Reed, and you can see it. Got a kid back here uh, next to him named Jalen Murgison. He's taken over for Corvin Taylor. He's another solid local Colorado athlete that's going to make some waves this year. Michael Mack at cornerback, tall, shutdown corner. And, you know, Ian Castonway and Zion Kelly at the other corner, we're going to be fine. I really believe it on defense. Yeah. I mean, you guys are loaded this year. That's a, a, it's, it's tough for me to find a glaring weakness. I mean, c- considering what you're bringing back from a year ago on, on a team that won double digit games. Now I, I got to ask you said, uh, how about recruiting front? I mean, I know the transfer portal is not a factor when it comes to air force football, which is refreshing when you cover these teams. I mean, look, I like the transfer portal. I believe, I mean, look, I feel like you should find, be able to find the right opportunity. However, it's refreshing. Cause I'm telling you the transfer portal, when it comes to college basketball or college football over the past two years, Oh man. It's like looking at a phone book. It's like a, looking at a phone book in like New York city in, in 1987. I feel like, you know, just, just, it goes on and on and on. There's so many names in the portal. I don't have to do that with air force football, but how about recruiting wise? Well, before I get into recruiting, I wanted to say we could have this long conversation about um, NIL deals and transfer portals. If you want, when it comes to air force, Oh, we're done. <laughs> yes, we're done. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. You, you know, uh, it, it's funny. I, you know, I, I'm I missed a couple people on the offensive side of the ball before we talk about an amazing recruiting class. You know, guys that you're gonna see. You know, behind Kyle Patterson is a kid by the name of Caleb Rios. You're gonna see him. Our wide receivers are Dane Kinneman. Or you'll see him on the stat sheet. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife. Uh, David Cormier, we're waiting and that we think this is the year, uh, Wyatt Wilson, uh, another young, strong blocker. He'll be in the mix and, you know, behind, um, Zeke Daniels, I got to talk about Jensen Jones out of Florida. This kid ran up the depth chart. He is somebody I see as our starter in 23, just an amazing athlete work ethic, un, unseen 
at that position in my experience. So that that's some things that I, I'm really looking forward to. And the recruiting this year, solid. You know, 11 three stars, just some some backgrounds that are are crazy. We got a kid by the name of Jack Curtis, defensive end out of Dallas, third highest uh, rated recruit ever to the Air Force Academy. Cooper Roy, linebacker out of Missouri, the fifth highest. You know, and a kid that you may hear from sooner than later, uh, Cade Frew. Cade is out of uh, out of Bowles School in Jacksonville. Are you familiar with that high school? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, are you talking? Yes. I so, uh, perhaps, I don't know. So well, maybe not. <laughs> so two of our two of our best Falcons in recent years, uh, Kyle Johnson, um, all conference, and Jordan Jackson, who's with the Saints, out of that school. And then a guy that you may have heard named Mac Jones, who plays uh, for the New England Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so th- this kid, Cade, he played two years, rushed for over 2,500 yards in just two years. He is a pinball machine at running back. I am really looking forward to seeing what that kid does. And Calhoun does such a great job, and that staff does such a great job of of really, you know, t- taking guys that maybe you wouldn't see, you know, oh, like you said, a, a lacrosse player that had, hadn't played football since the Pee Wee days. And turning them into into uh, the, uh, just good good football players, and and I, I'm very excited to see what he can do with each and every recruit year after year. I feel like, um, gotta ask. And by the way, I, I saw the uh, Air Force Academy make the NCAA tournament when it came to college baseball. Subscribe to the College Baseball Experience, people. Um, I did see a, a great quote uh, or press conference from uh, the Air Force baseball head coach. It said afterwards, he goes. You know, you guys lost to the University of Texas, unfortunately. Um, and and he says, well, the next time, you know, I had a special group of guys, and the next time these guys, they're not going to to the pros. They're going they're going to war. You know, so uh, it, it's it's pretty crazy when you think whether NIL or whatever these service academies when they get done, yeah, they they're off to to war. There's no uh, let me see if I can go. You know, I mean, yes, certain players can get if they're good enough can make it to the professional levels, but uh, just quite amazing and remarkable what those guys do at, at all these service academies. Uh, you know, whether it's air force, whether it's army or Navy, I know, I know, you know, hopefully you guys get army this year. You guys, hopefully you guys get army this year. I know you were at that game last year, but so, I'm glad that- you mentioned that. And we're going to get into the schedule here in a second. Last year, I promised you, I would walk to LA if we didn't win more than seven games. And so that, that saved me. If we don't <laughs> beat army and Navy this year, uh-huh. whether it's LA or New York, I'll start walking because I'm not confident. <laughs> Forrest Gump 2.0 folks. It's well, happening. I'm a little bigger. It might be 2.5, <laughs> you know, and I, I really like what you had to say about coach Kaz in the, uh, uh, in the military mentality. Now he's a little bit modest. You know, I follow that team too. And he's got a guy by the name of Paul Skeens. Paul is in the transfer portal, unfortunately, but he's going to be a, a major leaguer. We've got Griffin Jacks, relief pitcher for Minnesota Twins, first ever Air Force baseball player with a 260 ERA, 4 and 0. I mean, we've got some talent down there in Colorado Springs. 
There you go. There you go. I, I love it. I love it. The guy's the jack of all trades. We can talk Air Force basketball, Air Force football. Yes. I love it, buddy. Um, all right. Well, I want to key on this before we get you out of here. You were correct last year. You took the over, and I thought maybe he was being a homer. Maybe not. Turns out he just knew his knew his stuff. Uh, the win total, Las Vegas is saying eight and a half wins for the Air Force Falcons. I did a previous episode where look, I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I try to forecast what's happening. I had them, I think at eight and four, I'm going to go game by game with you. We'll see if you're spot on again. Cause you had them. You actually nailed it last year. You said 10 wins. They won 10 games. Perfect. Batting a thousand percent there. Rick bomb. Um, <laughs> let's hop into this. The schedule. Uh, I mean, I I think it's a tough schedule, man. I really do. Uh, week one, you guys play a team, Northern Iowa. If you folks don't know about Northern Iowa, they are a very very good FCS team, and they have been for like thirty years, maybe even forty years. Uh, I mentioned this, I think, on the other show. Kurt Warner, the quarterback, not the running back. Uh, the quarterback from the Rams that won Super Bowls. Uh, he is from Northern Iowa, David Johnson, the star running back for, uh, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Not that long ago. Uh, he is from Northern Iowa. If you remember Diedrich Ward, a wide receiver that won some super bowls with the Patriots in the early two thousands, he's from Northern Iowa, Bryce Papa star linebacker for the green Bay Packers and Buffalo bills in the nineties from Northern Iowa. Th- uh, this year they had a first round player taken uh, an offensive lineman, either, either first round or early second. Um, this is a very good program. They play in the Missouri Valley, which is a, is a, it's kind of like the sec of the FCS. Um, that's a dangerous game to me. Uh, the fact that you're there, Northern Iowa, if you, if you don't follow their football program listeners out there, they are very good defensively every year. I feel like if anything, what holds them back sometimes is their offense getting, giving them a month to prep for, for a triple option offense. I think they're going to be able to put a, a good game plan together. I still took air force to win this game, but I say tread lightly because Northern Iowa ask the boys ask Matt Campbell at Iowa state ask Kirk Ferentz at Iowa that sometimes schedule Northern Iowa. They get more than they bargained for. I want to say uh, Iowa state a few years ago when they won nine games or eight games uh, need a triple overtime to beat Northern Iowa. Rick, I, I, I assume you're going to take the Falcons here, but, but what, what do you, what do you think of this matchup? Well, you know, first of all, when, before we get into that, the, the body of the schedule. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of competition. I also think that some rare things are, are in front of us. We've got seven home games, but we've got Boise state at home. We got university of Colorado. We're talking about Northern Iowa. We've got some, some bottom feeders at home. We have some up and comers at home last year, undefeated on the road are, we have four road games this year, one neutral site game. I really, I really think that this could be the perfect storm. Now getting to Northern Iowa, the best parents day game that I've been a part of. And I've been going for 20 years. The, the level of competition, like you said, is going to be possibly fierce. Want to remind them that cornfield to 6,600 feet is a little bit different in altitude. Bring some <laughs> oxygen. You're going to need it. 
I mean, of course I'm, I'm picking my Falcons. There we go. I'm taking air force too. I think Calhoun will find a way to get it done, but I do think watch out. You might get more than you bargained for with these Panthers. They're feisty. They are feisty. Plan, planning on it. Yeah. Uh, week two. And, and this is the one, this is the one that I, you know, I, the Colorado Buffaloes come to town, Carl Durrell, who knows what's going on there. You know, they, they had like 30 transfers transfer out. I actually felt sorry for him. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. It's like every player I thought, like, I don't know. Uh, I heard rumblings that like the, the, the NIL status in Colorado, I guess gets funneled through the state or something. I don't know where, where maybe they, they couldn't offer what, other schools could. And, and obviously, you know, some of those guys went to, uh, went to USC. I think multiple players went to USC and multiple players went to Oregon, but either way, they had a ton of transfers out. I like, like 30. I, I don't think I could name a team. Maybe you can make a case, Arizona state because of the pending NCAA sanctions, but other than Arizona state, I can't think of a team that lost more by the transfer portal slash NIL than the Colorado Buffaloes. Yeah, maybe Wyoming's in that conversation, but for sure, uh, Jerry Rice's son was the their biggest loss, but most Dude, possibly. He was a beast. I couldn't believe. I mean, I guess I it, it makes sense. He probably cashed in. I know USC has been paying everybody, tampering with everybody. They don't give they don't give a damn right now about the, the the NCAA. It seems like they're completely contacting players that are already listed that aren't even in the portal. Um, but the Buffs come to town. They are used to those to altitude. So I know this was a, a this was a great game actually the last time two years ago or three years ago, I think pre-COVID, Air Force won against Mel Tucker in Colorado uh in uh, Boulder in an in overtime, overtime game. Yeah, in an overtime game. It was a really good football game. Um uh are you gonna complete the sweep against the buffs? Are you gonna go there? <laughs> Come on. Of course I am. (laughs) This team is is in disarray. Most of the time they've got questions at quarterback. They, you know, they did get some guys uh, graduating. They brought, you know, they brought a little bit of talent in. I I really think that, you know, the way it sets up for them, if you can't spend four solid weeks, whether it's intermittently through the off season or coming up to the game, practicing this triple option, you're going to miss a pitch, man. You're going to overcommit stuff in the run in the middle. And we're going to go over the top like we did in Boulder. And I just see that as, as a, another epitaph for them. And maybe they will try to hire. Maybe they won't hire Troy Calhoun. Maybe it'll be that offensive coordinator, or that defensive coordinator, because what are you doing? I don't understand it. I don't understand. Arizona was close to hiring Ken Niamatololo a few years back. And great coach. Yeah, great coach. And Khalil Tate, their star quarterback at the time. Uh, I, I don't know. He he tweeted out, I didn't come to play the triple option. Oh, well, I, I, I think you might be regretting that now, my friend. Um, because I, I don't understand why these guys, at least some of their offensive assistants, aren't hired away. When you're this, when you're this damn good year after year. Um, all right. Week three, they're at Wyoming. This is a dangerous one because Craig bowl, those te- his teams are physical, man. Uh, what are you doing here? Well, first of all, it's a Friday night game and I'm not exactly thrilled about it, but you know, we'll go up to Laramie. Um, you know, that's like we mentioned that that's a transfer transfer portal kind of question mark. 
the the thing that concerns me about this game is their quarterback Andrew Peason was the guy that they that the Utah State Aggies brought in when they were down by ten points in the fourth quarter against us in Falcon Stadium last year, and and he helped lead them to a late victory over us. He is their quarterback via the transfer portal. So there's some potential there. Yeah, that this game is a little worrisome. You know, I'm I'm going to call it. I'm going to say that, you know, we're off to a 3-0 start. There we go. I love it. Hey, you was spot on last year. I know some listeners probably thinking, "Oh, of course. He's this guy's going to pick Air Force to win the national championship." But hey, he was spot on last year. Uh, next up, hey, uh, let, let me correct you on last year. I did make one mistake. I predicted we would win home against Utah State and lose against Carson Strong in Nevada. That was my my one mix up last year. So I, I do apologize. And you should have beat Utah State. I remember watching that game, Utah State. I don't know how they pulled that out of there. You know what? But uh, uh, next up, you got the Nevada Wolfpack. Nevada's t- they are replacing a ton. From a from a coaching standpoint and also from a transfer portal standpoint, uh, I personally think Nevada's a year or two away. I know Shane Ellingsworth's coming in, the uh, Oklahoma State quarterback. I I I got the Falcons, and, and I actually think they they win decisively. Yeah, yeah. So uh, after that, the big one, Navy Midshipman. We just talked Ken me and not uh, Ken Niamontololo. Now he comes to Colorado Springs. What are you doing here, man? I know this is a, this is like, come on, Colby. Don't, are you even asking me? Uh, well, I, I just want to flash back to the, I'll walk to wherever you live. Yeah, statement. yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. We'll skip yeah, this over that. Isn't, <laughs> yeah. This isn't the, I mean, these games are painful and they're close and they're, I mean, they, they physically make me sick sometimes, <laughs> but this will be a grinded out, you know, probably late fourth quarter, you know, we've, we've dominated them. The two last matchups, like something in the neighborhood of 60, 63 to, to uh, 10, but you know, they're getting better. And, and uh, you know, they, like you said, they've got an amazing coach. Yeah. Yeah. You can never write them off. Uh, next up, you are going to Lou Logan, Utah Maverick stadium, Merlin Olson field. This is a dangerous one. Utah State gotcha last year. Does Blake Anderson go two and zero against your beloved uh, Falcons, or or do you think you think this is a? I mean, I think it's a winnable game, but I would also say yeah, it's a tough. Uh, I, I think this is where I did go. Utah State. I think I did. If I if I memory serves me correct, what what are you doing here? You know, it, it pains me. You know, and we're looking at this, of course. Uh, you know, in June, but. Yeah, I, I see exactly what you're saying. Um, Bonner was a difference maker. Um, they had some pieces at receiver that are in the NFL now. So we'll see, you know, but if, if they replace some of those pieces and they work in that run game with that, you know, typically solid defense, not so much last year, but yeah, I could definitely see them stealing a victory at home and, and that possibly being our first loss of the season. All right, and then you go at UNLV. I chicken I, dinner. Yeah, yeah. UNLV still figuring things out. 
Home to Boise State in a big one, but you guys seem to have Boise's number. You won on the Smurf turf a year ago. Do you make it two in a row against Andy Avalos? Tell you what, that probably to that point um, in the season, that's going to be gut check, right? That's that's that game that you're talking about that's going to, uh, in your case, affect the under or or the over. Um, man, I'll tell you. We, we have had some success against them. I love them coming here. And, and I also like, like the fact that if we're healthy at that point, I really think we can do some special things to them. So I'm, I'm going to say that we get the, the win at home. I, I'm with you here. I think you get them. Uh, you got a bye week and then you're down there uh, in Arlington, Texas at globe life field, taking on army. We touched on this already. Uh, rewind. If you're at this point and he's got him beating army. Um, then the new Mexico Lobos come to town. And as me and Patty C were talking on the regular episode, Rocky long has some success against the triple option. Not only, not only air force, I think if there's a, I mean, he's a really good defensive coach. He's the de- defensive coordinator for new Mexico. Now his old player, Danny Gonzalez is the head coach of new Mexico. Um, but it's a, it's a sneaky matchup because I know we think, Hey, New Mexico has been a, they've been kind of a, uh, a, a layup in, in, in the conference over the past, you know, 10 years, I feel like, but I think, you know, when it comes to these service Academy matchups, you got to watch out for the Lobos because uh, they, they put together a pretty good game plan with Rocky long against triple option teams. I'll tell you this. I'll look to take the points and, and New Mexico. Cause I think air force will be a solid favorite. But you got the one in this one. <laughs> well, you know the the thing about New Mexico, and they have had a winning tradition, though be it you know five or six years ago against us. Um, I, I'm thinking exactly what you're thinking. They probably cover. Um, there, there is no way you know that that Air Force is going to let New Mexico come in here. Um, Brad Roberts will be a senior. Zeke Daniels will be a third year senior, you know? Yeah. We're, we're going to be okay. There you go. <laughs> That's the Falcons, uh, Colorado state, Jay Norvell and the air raid are coming to Colorado Springs. Interesting matchup there. I think this one's going to be interesting. We saw that Nevada game a year ago in Reno. That was a wild one. Um, how mommy's son, Matt mommy, the OC of Colorado state, how mommy, good friend of the program. Uh, you taking the, you going to take down the Rams? Well, you know, I'll tell you what you're right about, about their coach. Um, it took us three overtimes to beat him in Reno last year. And, uh, they've got a ton of talented, mostly Nevada guys, uh, up at Colorado state. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we keep the, the streak up. We've, you know, they've beat us once, I think, in the last eight years. Um, we're their daddy, you know, and <laughs> I, I, I would uh, I would like to uh, to keep that up. I have it as a win. Would I be shocked if they came into Falcon Stadium and beat us? Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, love it. Uh, I love it, too, man. Uh, final game at San Diego State. Now, San Diego State. They have had your number lately. I feel like, uh, 
you're going down there to the snapper, the Snapdragon Stadium, brand new stadium. All right, you know what? Uh, take take that, uh, Spanos. Uh, what are you doing here? Is this is this where you're realistically going to say we have a loss, or is this one an upset special brewing down there at the Snapdragon Stadium? Well, we're you know we're talking realistically, <clears throat> and you if you look at the history, and it's it's pretty dominant. I mean, it goes all the way back to our uh, Mountain West Championship game that we had. Uh, I think it was 2015 or 16 down there. We have not beat them. You know, I I would say just off the top of my head probably in eight or nine games. Um, you know, that's definitely a possible loss. You know, I think that fits in with, with my, uh, my 10 win scenario. Now, the interesting thing is going to be if it does play out, like, like I'm thinking it could, it, it depends what everyone else has done. Right. It, do we get that, you know, that 13th game, you know, it's very interesting. You saw the last two weeks of last year, we finished at a tie, but head to head got us. So yeah, I think, I think it's exciting, but yeah, definitely a, a possible loss. There we go. And then, uh, so he has them on the over. I took, you guys know, I took the eight and four, I think eight and four season. I'm sorry. I want air force to go 12 and out. I want them to be co national champions or, or the actual national championship. You never know with college. Right. Football essentially. Uh Rick, I appreciate you hopping on to talk Air Force football with us. Everyone give Rick a follow on Twitter at Falcon Eight Fan. He also runs the History of Air Force page. You gotta check that out because they talk history of Air Force football, which is amazing. All the way back to the days, I mean, when Air Force football just started all the way to the Bill Parcells era to to Fisher to Barry. Um, so check all that stuff out and uh, appreciate you joining. Uh, folks also subscribe to the college football experience. Um, we are available on any, and we're on YouTube by the way. So check out, check out both of our mugs on YouTube uh, as Rick decked out in great air force Falcon gear over there. Put the fat bolt up brother. There we go. Uh, and uh, look, uh, give us a follow on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Uh, I'm on Twitter at the Colby D give us a follow, check us out. And uh, look, if you love the show, you know, go over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. And if you do that, take a screenshot, find me on Twitter and we'll send you a college football experience t-shirt. And you will. Yes. And I will. Boom. There we go, folks. Uh, get the SGPN app and check out all of our other podcasts. We, I also host the college basketball experience and the college baseball experience. So check that out. And uh, the sports gambling podcast, they're already talking NFL. Maybe you're an NFL junkie. They're already doing fantasy football drafts. Check them out. Even the Canadian football league, CFL gambling podcast, USFL gambling podcast. We got you covered when it comes to sports and specifically football, but all sports. We got NASCAR gambling podcast. We got just a ton of great content going over on that SGPN app. It's free to download. Grab it. Appreciate you hopping on Rick. Go Falcons. All right. Go Falcons. Any last words, my friend? Hey, you know, I, I appreciate this. And and if you are, if you're an air force fan or a mountain West fan, yeah. Like Kobe is saying, I'm plugged in. I, I run the history of air force page with my partner, Alex Insko. We'll, we have weekly daily game to game podcasts. We have all kinds of information every week. We're available on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I'm also part of the air force Falcon football fans page. It's a private page on Facebook, man, that thing's growing like crazy. 
come and visit us. And we mentioned before, it's not just football for me and Colby, basketball and baseball. You like it. We like it too. There you go, folks. All right. This is the Air Force Falcons 2.0 season preview episode. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.